On this episode, we have Isabella L. Price from Nocturnal Emissions. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Could you tell me a little bit about your podcast? Yes. So I run Nocturnal Emissions, which is a horror-themed, horror-focused podcast. And basically what I do on my show is I talk about horror movies, I do reviews, but I also do interviews with different people associated with the horror field, filmmakers, creators, writers, uh, also different kinds of artists, um, people who are uh, occultists, people who work in the paranormal, uh, ghost hunters, Bigfoot hunters, things like that. So any kind of spooky, weird, bizarre, kooky kind of a thing is what I cover in my show. And you also do like a live show and a YouTube channel? Yeah, so she's she's a little busy. <laughs> I'm trying to do this media empire. Uh, my friend nicknamed me the Oprah of the underworld. Um, so uh, what I do is a live show once a month at the Northwest Film Forum where I show a horror movie and I do a live show in front of it. So it's burlesque and sideshow and vaudeville and drag. And then I'll show a horror movie that's themed together with that. Uh, and then I have a YouTube channel that also focuses on paranormal things, uh, true crime, mysteries, things like that. Uh, and I have a blog where I write uh, my film reviews and also share different kinds of weird things from all over the internet, um, uh, different historical things that I think are interesting. Um, and what else do I do? The YouTube, the blog, the live show, and the podcast. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it sounds like you've got like just a real passion for horror movies. I mean, this is a lot of... Uh work to be doing. Yeah, I really do. I really, really love horror movies. The whole thing was that I didn't see anybody that looked like me in the media. I didn't see anybody who was interested in the kinds of things that I'm interested in, who was a, a woman of color. Um, it, it's it's uh, not shockingly kind of like the podcasting world, a little bit monotonous. And so I was like, well, I'll do these things. And I have a, a media background. Uh, I went to school for film. And so I just started to record these things and do these kinds of projects. But I love horror movies. Um, I've always kind of been alone in my love of horror movies, kind of a weird kid. And But I knew that there were other people out there who also loved horror movies and were looking for a conversation and representation that was a little bit more open and diverse. And so in my shows, I really focus on women, people of color and queer people and their relationship to the paranormal and horror, because I feel like we've been sort of left out of the mainstream conversations. And there's so many of us looking to connect with each other so many other strange weirdos looking for other strange weirdos. And so it was really about building a community and, and doing as many different things as I could to find those different kinds of people. And so what uh, came first? Was it the uh, podcast or the YouTube or the live shows? The podcast came first and then the blog and then the YouTube channel and then the live show. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So then how long has the podcast been going? Podcast has been going on, we're going on two years now. So I just, uh, uh, I started the show uh, uh, October 31st, of course. That was my first episode uh 2017 so we're going into our second year and how many episodes has that been oh what a good question um so if you go on my site you'll see that there's 15 episodes up um as of now really there were probably around 25 30 but uh there was a a great the the great uh what i, I call the snapping it's like a thanos snap um my backup uh for some of my episodes were about god um i don't even remember how many i recorded before i realized that um the the files didn't back up they were like uh, corrupted and abandoned. So there, there are some lost episodes out there um, that, um, but as of right now, I, I have uh, 15 historical episodes, if that makes sense. Well, good time to remind folks, podcasters, to back up everything. Back up, back up, back up. <laughs> yes. Yes, please learn from me. Uh, back up everything, put it on not only your computer, because that's where I made the mistake, but also put it on a hard drive as well. And what motivated you to start a podcast? I mean, you probably could do this like now you've done, you know, YouTube and blogs and stuff, but you started with the podcast. So the podcasting happened because a friend of mine had a recording studio and they were looking for people to come in from the community and uh, record in their their studio for this low FM radio station. And I said, well, I have this idea for a podcast that I really would like to come in and, and just try and record. And so I came in and they gave me like a really low, dirty, quick uh, uh, kind of schooling about how to record and um what you should do and how to format and everything like that. And so I took that opportunity and tried it. It was just an experiment just to see if I liked it. Uh, I've been listening to podcasts um, for years now. And uh, maybe because of the fact that I'm a Leo, I was like, oh, this is simple. I can do this. Like, <laughs> all these other people can do this. I could do this. And so I went in um and got some help from my friend and just loved it. I just thought it was, I thought it was great. So I just kept up with it. And had you done any podcasting before this? No, no. I had no clue what I was doing when I first started. Um, I had no clue whatsoever about how to record or where to host. I didn't have anything. Um, I'd just been listening. I'd just been a huge fan. I started with um, Serial, which is the the gateway podcast for a lot of people. Um, I started with that and uh, just listened to every single thing that I possibly could. Um, but that opportunity when they said, you know, we're looking for people to train who are interested in in learning about radio and recording and audio recording. And I, I was like, oh, well, this is my chance. So I leaped at it. So what have been some of the biggest challenges of actually producing this show? Oh, everything. Um, <laughs> I, I think 
I think one of the major challenges is finding my voice. Um, that was really hard. It's hard to listen to like older episodes because I can hear in my voice that I'm like, ah, uh, and now what? And, and and we'll talk about this now, maybe, may, uh, yeah, 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 sure. You can hear in my voice that I'm not sure of myself and I'm not sure of what I um, want to say. Um, and I'm not confident in anything. And now it's so much different because one is, uh, it's a, I let my mistakes in. So if I make a mistake on the podcast, I'm like, all right, y'all, like y'all know me. I'm figuring this out. Um, please excuse these mistakes, but I'm getting better and better at it. Um, I have a film background, but I don't have an audio background. Editing is really tricky for me. Um, I'm using Audacity, which has been a very gentle program for people who are just getting started. And that, uh, the engineering portion of it has been really, really tough for me. The learning curve for the tech has been really hard. Um, I use Anchor, uh, which has also been a very gentle program to kind of get into it. Um, there's different kind of issues with Anchor, but I, for a beginner with with no experience, it's been really, really great. So stuff like that, it, it's the tech aspect and then figuring out who I am, what I want to say, how I want to say it, and um, not feeling as though the audience is judging me, just feeling like I'm having a conversation with the audience, um, getting relaxed was really, it was, that was, it was a challenge for me. And what have been some of the biggest rewards? I mean, it's kind of evolved over time to be something more than a podcast. Yeah. Um, I think one of the rewards is um, also, maybe this is because I'm a Leo, but it's having people come up to me and say, I listened to your podcast, uh, which is always, uh, so shocking and terrifying. Um, that is very strange whenever, because I do a lot of horror events around Seattle. Um, I do a lot of screenings and horror events, wherever there's horror happening in Seattle, I'm there. And when people say, when I, you know, people come up and they say, well, who, what do you do? Who are you? And I go, oh, I run this thing called Nocturnal Emissions, which is a name that not many people have. Not many people are naming uh, their their podcast uh, such a, just a ridiculous name. I thought it was hilarious, but, um, uh, and people come up and they say, oh yeah, I, I listen to your podcast. I love your podcast. That is crazy. It's crazy that a person I don't know because when I record, I'm like, all right, I know my mom's going to listen. Uh, I know I have at least three friends that always listen <laughs> and that's it. And the idea that that it's going further than that, the idea that there are people who are just sort of discovering it of their own free will is so bizarre and incredible it, it's my my whole thing was just trying to find other people like myself and and to build a community and to find other weirdos and to see it happening. I I'm just I'm I'm really shocked by that and it, it makes me feel like 
um, all of the um, frustrations, all of the uh, times I almost threw like all of my audio equipment away uh, and <laughs> all of that stuff, it makes it feel like it's completely worth it. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a magical experience. I mean, podcasting is oftentimes isolating, but then when you talk to these fans and the relationships you've built with them, that you don't even really know how it happened or why or what, but they, they feel like they know you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm like, how, how did you, how did you stumble across this? My, me? No, no, I, I have no, you know, I don't have a big marketing budget or anything like that. So I'm like, how, how did you figure it out? And to see that whenever I put up an episode, I'm just shocked every time, every time I put up an episode, and I look at the numbers and it says how many people are listening to it. I'm like, what? How? Who are these people? Where are you coming from? <laughs> and to have people come up to me and say that they like the show. Oh, wow. It's just, it, it's, it's great. It means that something is happening. I'm doing something right. And uh, I think you said you host a show on Anchor. Um, how do you like that so far? I like it. Um, it makes everything so, so, so simple. Um, it's, it couldn't be more simple than if the company came into your house and, and held their microphone to your mouth. So, uh, it's been really good as far as the backend process, the, the process of hosting, um, putting all of your stuff together, um, Anchor even found uh, sponsors. So I've got some sponsors for my show, which has really been great um, versus the underwriting process, which can be really, really difficult to kind of finagle. Um, they kind of handle all that stuff for me, which is fine for now because I'm just starting to figure out what I'm doing. And so having a company handle those kinds of things I think maybe in the future, I will want to take over that as my listenership goes up and as the sponsor deals possibly come in, I might want a little bit more control over that than just having a company control all of that stuff. But for now, um, while I figure that stuff out, Anchor has been really, really great. So um, I, I I think it's it's a really good company if you... If you're on a steep learning curve, if you're if you're overwhelmed by who should host and how do you edit and all the how do you distribute, if you're really overwhelmed by all that stuff, Anchor is really great because they handle all that stuff for me. I put in my RSS feed and they distribute it out to different places and um, on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher, they do all that stuff and. Um, it's been, it's been a really great, sometimes I forget to record uh, an intro or an outro and they have an iPhone app. So I just can record it really quickly on my phone. Um, and it goes in and it, it's, it's great. It's great for me. And then, uh, what kind of microphone do you use to record your show? You know, podcasters love asking this question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you work in film and people say, what kind of camera do you record on? What a great question. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> of course, my ringtone is the X-Files theme song. <laughs> um, 
So, okay, so here's here's the fun fact about me uh, is is that I have to look at this every single time that somebody asks me what kind of microphone this is. I got this microphone very, very cheaply on Amazon. Uh, I would not recommend it. Um, I am definitely trying to get a new microphone. Um, I think I, I really want to try like one of the, the Yetis, the Blue Yetis. Um, people say that, but this one's called a Tonar, T-O-N-O-R. Um, I got it so cheap and sometimes it does not work. Like sometimes I'll be recording for like over 30 minutes and the sound will just go out. So, um, yeah, she's getting a new microphone. So... <laughs> Yeah, you got to be careful with some of those. Uh, I mean, the, it's great to get in the door with the cheap microphones. I mean, I'm using a cheap microphone, so yes. I I understand the pain. Um, but yeah, when it doesn't, when yes. the equipment fails on you, then like, gosh, especially if you're doing something that you know you can't really replicate, right. you know, maybe like an interview, you're just kind of you've lost it. Yes, yes, yeah, and there have been definitely episodes um, where. Uh, after I get the files in the computer and I look at everything and I'm looking at the the waveform and then I just see that it's just uh, you can see the up and down of the of the waveform and then it just goes flat. Um, that that was an experience. <laughs> so um, it, it's been uh, touch and go. It was nice. It was cheap. It was on sale. It got me started. And now I am ready for a new one. And so how do you, you do do interviews in your show. How do you handle those? So luckily, um, what I'm on right now is actually the, the internal microphone on my, um, on my laptop. Um, and so I sort of have these weird backups where I'll record on the uh, microphone and also the internal microphone on my laptop. Um, and I use the laptop as kind of a backup. So um, I usually record my episodes on Skype, uh, or my interviews. If, if it's remotely, I'll record it on Skype. But if somebody wants to be recorded here in Seattle, if they're in Seattle, um, I also have access to that recording studio uh, slash radio station. So sometimes I'll go there if my equipment is just failing me and I cannot get it to work, I'll go to the studio. And I think you said you use uh, Audacity to edit your show. I sure do. And that is a great free program for anyone listening that doesn't know about it. It is fantastic. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like the 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 barrier for entry, it's not that high. It, it really, I mean, Anchor is free. Audacity is free. I got this microphone for, I think it was 30 bucks, which explains my issues. Um, and so the barrier for, for starting is, is it can be really, really cheap and audacity is pretty user-friendly. Um, and so uh, I have no complaints with audacity, well, except for one thing, uh, some, <laughs> sometimes when you try to clip something, you try to cut something, uh, audacity has issues with clipping that I really, really hate. It's, it, it. Like if you cut something that you didn't mean to cut in, in Premiere, you can just sort of drag it and bring it back. But in Audacity, there's like three steps that, and I make mistakes constantly. I'm constantly cursing, which I need to stop doing. 
Um, and so it's, it's, that's the only challenge with Audacity. It, there needs to be a button that I can press where it can just be like, oh, you cursed. Uh, and it just blanks out all of my, I need to, I need to send an email to Audacity. And so how long does your post-production take? Like when you're editing your episode? You know, nowadays before it used to take me twice as long. So if I recorded for an hour, it took me two hours to edit. Um, and now if I record over an hour, I can get that stuff out in maybe 30 to 40 minutes. So I'm, I'm getting better and better. And is that because you're just better at the program or because you're maybe, um, not cutting out as much as you maybe used to? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's both of those things. Yes. It is less mistakes on my part. Um, I have to edit less out. I'm getting better at knowing what my flow is. I'm getting better at knowing, being able to do a solid run without making any mistakes, without having to edit anything out, tripping over my words, cursing, anything like that, looking at my notes and stumbling. And also I'm getting better at the program. And do you have any advice for maybe like new podcasters or folks that are just thinking about starting a show? I would say just start. Like whatever issue that you're having, whatever... Whatever kind of mental block that you have, you have, you say, well, I, I can't start because I don't have a room that's dedicated to podcasting. You don't need a room. Really, you just need a, a silent place. You've got a bedroom, you have a closet, you have a linen closet. Um, you can start whatever kind of mental excuse. Oh, I don't have a good voice. I don't have a good voice for radio or I don't really have much to talk about or I don't think anybody will listen to me. Any of that stuff, you have to stop. Like it, it just start. Um, we all hate the sounds of our voices. It's, it's a universal human experience when you hear your voice back and you go, oh, is that people listen to that? I, bleh, you're so grossed out. It's a human a thing. Um, we all think that we're not interesting. We all think we don't have anything to say, but it's not true. I mean, people have conversations uh, and discover things that we didn't know about each other through those conversations that, that make it more interesting. So just start whatever voice you have in the, in the back of your head saying you can't, it's too much, I'm overwhelmed, I'm not good enough. Silence that voice and just record. Just try on your phone. Record something on on your your microphone app. Uh, if you if you have a you know if you have a phone that that has that, record it on your phone. Start talking to yourself. Um, do do a little fake NPR thing. Hello, hi, it's me. I'm going to talk to you about oatmeal flavors. You know, just try and uh, and silence that voice with action. And how much time would you say you spend promoting your show? Ooh, um, I mean, every day, because every day I I plug it somewhere. I'm, I'm starting to get really good at uh, the the nonchalant plug of, of my show. Um, I, I would say not really that much. I mean, I post on, I've got a Facebook page uh, for the show and a Facebook page for personal I post there, Twitter, my website. Um, that's kind of, that it takes all of 
I mean, really 15 minutes. What I do is I write copy for each episode. And from that copy, I just sort of copy and paste. So I'll write a little blurb, who, what's in the episode, um, where to find me, where to find the guest. And then I just sort of copy and paste that around uh, the internets. And have you found any channels to be more effective than others? Um, Facebook has been okay. Facebook is, um, it's, it's a really, it's, a, I mean, we all know the challenges that come with, with Facebook. Um, but there are a lot of really engaged Facebook groups, um, that are all about people working on podcasts, the podcasting community, horror podcasts. There's quite a few horror podcast groups out there. Um, I've built a, a connection to a couple of local horror communities. And so those groups have been really, really great for me. And my connections to people who, who know me either from, it's interesting because there'll be people who, who only come to my live shows. There'll be people who only uh, know me in person from like panels or presentations or guest events that I do. There'll be people who only know me from YouTube, people who only know me from my movie reviews. Um, and so trying to get all of those people, it, it's it's an interesting kind of thing of being like, I know that you like my movie reviews, but do you also know that I have a podcast? It's a really strange sort of thing that I'm still trying to figure out, like, how do I get these people all together in a room? And do you yourself listen to that many uh, podcasts? Oh, too many. I, it's, it's shameful how many podcasts. Uh, when I was at the podcasters meetup, uh, people were sort of sharing their podcast list. And I realized for the first time that there's some people who only listen to like a handful of podcasts, which is bizarre to me. I, I don't have a television. Um, so I, my main source of entertainment is uh, podcasting. So I will just put on a podcast and I'm, I'm writing constantly, constantly writing for you know, reviews or for a new presentation that I'm doing or something like that uh, for, the, for the show. Um, and so I'm just listening to podcasts literally from sunup to sundown. Uh, it is a lot of true crime. Uh, it's a lot of horror podcasts. And it's also... I'm not ashamed to say this, but it's also a lot of like celebrity gossip ones as well. And and how do you discover your new shows? Word of mouth, mostly. Mostly it's people who are like, you have to listen to this new one. Or um, I'll, I'll surf on the Explore page um, just to figure out. I think there is like a true crime section um, on each, uh, on the explore page in, an uh, Apple podcast. So I'll go on that as well. And then whatever kind of thing that people are talking about. So it's a lot of word of mouth. It's a lot of on the Facebook groups. Like I said, like whatever people are, are talking about that I'll, I'll just check it out. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll just subscribe. I really have no <laughs> qualms about curation. I'll just, I'll subscribe to anything. And how can people find your show? So you can find my show multiple ways. One is uh, my website, which is isabellalprice.com. Tried to make it very simple. 
uh, Nocturnal Emissions Show on Facebook. On Twitter, I am at N-O-C-E-M-I-S-S. And you can also find me at Isabella L. Price on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, those are the major four. Facebook. Uh, oh, also, if you search Nocturnal Emissions Show on YouTube, also the only one. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I really got on that branding um, uh, of uh, <laughs> the only person that has a, a solid brand across the, the social medias of the same name. Oddly, nobody wanted that name. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. I mean, then, you know, you've got a very um, search engine friendly name right no. people will be able to find your stuff no 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 google nocturnal emissions and see what comes up first it is oh but if they, not put, my show. if they put podcast <laughs> even if they put podcast at the end of it it, it, it won't help it's still not my show <laughs> oh no <laughs> it still shows uh it's like medical shows that come up. yeah no i mean it, <laughs> I think if you, I think if you Google nocturnal emissions YouTube, I think I come up. Um, yeah, it's it was it was a joke that a friend of mine we were we were brainstorming names, uh, and we the first name for the show was nocturnal transmissions, uh, which maybe maybe would have been a better name. And then I was like, I'll just call it nocturnal emissions because I'm emitting at night, and I thought. <laughs> funny um and so but but it is good in a sense because one people hear it and they don't forget it right it's such a weird name um which has been really great because it, it's easy to remember um and two yeah it just wasn't taken there were just so few other people that had that same kind of podcasting the names it, it's it's hard Right, because you have to name something where people know exactly what to expect, um, and people kind of don't know what to expect from my show, and they kind of do. They know it's going to be weird and also slightly humorous. So yeah, it, it it's working out in a very weird way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I love your show, and thank you so much for coming on the show today. I I really appreciate it. Thank you so so much for having me. This is so great. And I also want to thank you so much for building this community, for doing this. Um, you know, the Pacific Northwest, well, podcasting can be very lonely. Um, and then also the Pacific Northwest has a reputation for also being full of introverts. Um, so having somebody out there that is getting us together, that is spreading the love, promoting other people, talking uh, to other podcasters is really incredible. And I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much.